0: Testing, testing. It looks like it's on.
1: <laughs> Come on, Maud. Hurry up. There we go.
0: Hello and welcome to Our Creative Commune with Pete, Laura, Liam and Bee. We'll be chatting all things photography, videography and just having a general catch-up over a coffee like we do most mornings. Pete and Laura aren't here they, at the moment, so we've got... This special microphone that Mr. Lawson has entrusted us with. He didn't trust us with the actual fancy equipment. (laughs) I don't think. Yeah. So
1: we've got depressed branch from Trolls. He's given us
0: what can only be described as some sort of like, you know, fraggle from Fraggle Rock or branch from the Trolls movie. Okay, well, anyway,
1: you have me and Liam this week because Pete and Laura have gone on holiday. To the Canary Islands, got it. We
0: like, are so jealous of you so guys. So
1: jealous! Yeah,
0: so here we are, like me and B together doing a podcast. This oh, is unheard of. Isn't I am it?
1: so glad to be back though. It feels like I've done, I don't know, like one podcast in the last five weeks or something like that. I've really been missing it, so I'm glad to be back.
0: I'm, I'm glad to have you back, Bumble. What's this like strange fort you built anyway around the microphone? A
1: fort- <laughs> I built a fort of cushions. Because I'm pretty sure that Pete said something. I can't really remember because I was very, very high on painkillers when Pete came and dro- dropped off the uh, microphone. But I feel like he said something about soft
0: furnishings. Yeah,
1: he <laughs> didn't such say a anything about thing. soft
0: furnishings, did he? He basically <laughs> built like a fort. B and I have our heads inside this fort, staring <laughs> at Branch from Trolls the movie. I mean. What a way to start your day!
1: No, it's going well. We should say morning.
0: Yeah, good morning, everyone. Morning
1: morning.
0: all. Yeah, this is a, it's a bit out of our comfort zone. This isn't it. We've not done something like this as a, a twosome before. It feels
1: really strange doing this without Pete and Laura.
0: It does, doesn't it? It's like, what are we gonna? Our little
1: family isn't isn't a family.
0: I mean, like we've been doing this for a long time, so I'm sure we can fill like an hour's podcast with some useful information.
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> don't get ahead of yourself. I don't yeah. know if it'll be useful. We can definitely chat for a bit. We can
0: chat. Yeah, we've been doing a lot, haven't we? So like, we how, have been how, doing how, a lot. How are you? Like you, cause you, obviously you've been through a lot recently, and you, you sound like super chipper today, and I sound like I sound like the Walking Dead. But
1: well, I mean, I'm doing really well. Yeah. I had my surgery. I've got beautiful itty- bitty new boobs. Yeah. Um, it was what? Just over a week ago now. So that that first bit of kind of uncomfortableness, where you're on a lot of painkillers, is over. I've had all of my, like surgical tape and everything, removed after the first week. So yeah, it's all uphill from now.
0: Yeah, no more pain. Well, no, no.
1: There's definitely still pain.
0: You, you, you still have to sleep, uh, yeah, be at the moment is sleeping, um, sitting up, which... Uh,
1: no, is, well, I don't uh, have to sleep sitting up anymore. Not
0: quite sitting up, but you're still upright and you're on your back, aren't but you?
1: But I tried is... my first night last night without painkillers, and then in the middle of the night I had to wake up and take some and prop myself up because I was like, oh, holy hell,
0: this doesn't feel good. Yeah, yeah, you've got to watch it on that codeine as well because, you know, it's... Uh, You've been a bit off your face, haven't you? On the codeine. So.
1: Oh, do you know what? Those pa- painkillers are really, really good. I mean, of I'm not taking result, them anymore yeah. because you only get a short supply. But I can see why people get addicted to them because, well, my a... God, I wouldn't say <laughs> that they take away the pain so much, but I really don't care about it, and I feel super, super happy and zen.
0: Well, it's basically it's uh, it's an opiate, isn't it? Opiate is that a word? Yeah. Opiate, yeah. So you know, that's basically like it's how a smackhead would feel if a, a smackhead was. Uh, on a high, is it? Well, Yeah, similar, isn't it? It's, no, well, it's op, it's opiate, isn't it? So I mean,
1: don't because as is
0: heroin, so you'd be like, you just this- yeah.
1: <laughs> well, okay. that's why it's addictive. Danger can see why it's addictive because it's really pleasant. Yeah. Anyway, I've yeah. knocked them on the head now, and I'm back to
0: paracetamol. Good yeah. old paracetamol. It's only been like what, just over a week since you were hacked to pieces, so you yeah, you're doing remarkably well. I I'm didn't very, have any painkillers
1: at all yesterday. Mm. until the middle of the night. The day before, don't think I had any, apart from bedtime. So yeah, I'm doing well.
0: Good stuff, yeah. Um. So what, what's been going on, be in the land of, of Crawley?
1: Well, for what, me, what obviously, I had my surgery mm. a week ago, and then it's been recuperating, mm. watching a lot of TV, and trying to get as much work as, as humanly possible done. Because mm. it feels like mm. in the last month, five weeks, I've been either out of the country, or I've been being sliced open. And yeah. <laughs> I've been trying to work, obviously, in between all of this, but, and I've still been getting out my wedding a week, Mm -hmm. but it definitely doesn't feel like I've ever been, like, properly in the zone. Yeah. And I've been trying to get in the zone and, like, really...
0: Yeah. Getting stuff done. Yeah, I think we need, like, a period where we're just both at home, um, together, supporting each other, because it's either been you away, like, seeing your dad, who's obviously been seriously ill, or I've been somewhere like overseas or in Scotland. It's been a bit kind of, yeah, chaotic, you've, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, you've been away a lot. Um, mm. Mm. A lot.
0: A lot. Yeah, and I feel it now, actually. There's been so much travel. I don't think it's so much the actual, the shooting side of things that um, makes you feel like a bit kind of burnt out i think it's more the kind of the um, the amount of travel that i've been doing recently but i've had some great adventures it's been it's been good fun
1: i took me and betty off on wednesday for a day trip to the hospital cuz you weren't here and to go and get all my surgical tape removed me and betty just got on the train to the hospital in manchester and then yeah had really really painful surgical tape removed and Put us yeah. back on the train on the way Absolutely.
0: back. I, I, I don't think you were quite expecting um, the, the pain that you would be going through. But when you think about it, you basically had um, a giant plaster, old school plaster on each boob, didn't I you? I was
1: so blasé about it. I was just like, cool, off we go, day out. This is really good fun. Oh, my God, this is really painful and my nipples beating.
0: Did, did times! Did they, did they give you a spoon, a wooden spoon to bite on? No. Did they just rip it off without you watching?
1: Yeah, well, no, they just have to peel it off. It's like... It, I'd say it's a good, like twenty pieces of like oh. surgical tape that are kind of like covering all the scars and like propping your boobs up a bit.
0: Oh dear! And what was Betty doing while you were?
1: Betty was writhing? just. <laughs> she was just playing on my phone.
0: <laughs> Not on <in> your hand. <laughs> it's okay. Stroking your hair. It's okay, mummy.
1: No, although she has been an excellent nurse, she gave me a shower the other day and washed my hair for me. Oh, she's a lot, isn't
0: she? <laughs> She's well trained as our daughter. I
1: couldn't lift my arms up for the first few days. So um, yeah.
0: Cool. I'm gonna have a sip of tea. Let me have a sip of tea. Oh That's no.
1: Slurpy Slurperson. You're mm. not allowed drinks while we do the podcast.
0: It makes it more real, I think. Does it? It's it more genuine. Yeah. Okay,
1: if you say so. so. So what have you been up to?
0: I think the last time we did the pod, um I was it was just before going to Spain, wasn't it? So I've been was, back to yeah. back to Castel then Porter. And this was like the 17th, I believe it was the 17th wedding that I've shot there.
1: My God, this is the venue that you've shot at most uh, ever then.
0: Which is just crazy to to think that I've shot, yeah, more weddings here than I have in any other venue, including that of like local venues as well in the UK. It's just, it's crazy. So I really appreciate everything this venue have done for us, because it's just been fantastic for us, hasn't it? Yeah, it really has. We did that first wedding, which was a Hindi wedding. Um, in 2014,
1: I think it was. And this was a Hindu wedding as well, wasn't yeah. it? This one so, that you've just
0: done. Yeah, just been back there. And it was a three-day um, Indian Hindu wedding. And if you've never photographed a Hindu wedding, if you get an opportunity to do it, just do it. Like, If someone inquires with you and you're feeling nervous, just don't be like, get in there, have a go, because they are some of the most like energetic and fun weddings that, I've ever photographed. Um, they're just absolutely crackers. So this one was over three days. And I had uh, Pete, Pete Lawson, my wingman. He came with me to second shoot. And I'm just going how think it panned out. I am
1: so terrified about the cull of this wedding. Please tell me how many photos you took and how many Pedro took. Because okay. the fear...
0: Well, <laughs> well, bearing in mind that we are taking more pictures now that we have these like, you know, double the super amount deeper, fast mm-hmm. cameras.
1: Yeah, thanks for that. Um,
0: so, yeah, I mean, I didn't realise I'd done this, but it's getting on for 18,000 for me. Which is just like
1: oh, holy off, hell,
0: unheard of, and at Pete's, Pete's at ten thousand as well. Um, so apologies, I will do my bit to uh, to call this wedding. Well, <laughs>
1: you know, don't trust you with a full call, but if you could do a pre cull and just get rid of maybe like half, then yeah. it, then it would be a it's normal a start, isn't it? normal yeah. wedding cull. Yes. No, it still wouldn't be a normal wedding cull,
0: but yeah, yeah. I'm going to crack on with that, yeah. So, yeah, the, like, first day was my usual. Take him to the beach, jump in the sea with the underwater housing, do some kind of cool, funky stuff with that, which, which went really well. And then Pete had a bit I've of a I've still rest. not
1: seen any of the sea shots. What are they
0: like? I mean, like, from what I could see on the, on the camera, like, with these shots, like, I never really go into them feeling, like, 100% confident that I'm going to produce did something. Did you
1: get them in the water again?
0: I did. I Ooh, did. Yeah. Yeah. I like I mean, that. mean, it's difficult with the underwater housing because, um, yeah, getting a bit techie, so... I use something called an Eichlite 50DL, which is basically um, for for divers. So you put your, it's it's specifically made for the 5D Mark IV. So I still use my old SLR in it and it goes inside and it has a big dome port on it and it's made for divers. So if you're diving, deep sea diving, you've got it in live view and you can get great pictures of like tropical fish and stuff like that. But the way I like to use it is um, because I'm going like half in, half out of the water, to get these kind of this cool perspective i can't really use live view because the screen's kind of you know the water's lapping against the screen and you, you can't get accuracy with it so i've got to hold it like an actual camera put it against my eye and try and shoot like that so yeah there's no real guarantee that i'm going to walk away with anything useful
1: you <laughs> used the eye yesterday or the day before on a an- in a lock in, in lock, Scotland, lock, yeah, in lock I Loman. can't believe you got in a you got in Loch Lomond.
0: It was in Loch Lomond, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, uh, do you know, what? I, I I used um, a dry suit, which we I still need to return actually to one of our very kind brides that I, I, uh, she loaned it to us uh, a year ago. So I need to get that back to her. But yeah, I used a dry suit uh, in Loch Lomond. It kept me dry. And do you know what? It's, I'm onto something here because like whenever I use this underwater housing, it's always in like the Med or the Balearic or whatever it might be. And like now I know that I can use it in the UK. So that's my my next um, my next thing. Because I'm always looking at new and exciting uh, image ideas now. It's like, who wants a picture in Loch Lomondor in a reservoir in Derbyshire or anything like that, yeah.
1: Well, I'm looking forward to seeing the results from it. I'm really intrigued to see what it's like, what the colour of the water is like, how, because this is one of the things with it, you kind of need clear water from an editing perspective yeah. for you to be able to get, like, the detail of what's going on under the sea. Yeah. Um, so I'll be really intrigued to see what,
0: yeah. what it's it. like. Uh, it's a very hit-and-miss technique. I'll probably, like, rattle, rattle off, like, a couple of thousand frames. And we'll walk away with maybe like five to 10 that are usable because sometimes like the, you have to use like quite a small um, aperture to get, pick up any detail in the sea, like rocks and things like that. But in doing so, you get like water droplets that appear on the the dome port. So they get picked up sometimes covering the bride and groom. So you'll have like a blurry bride and groom and in like numerous pictures and then the water will kind of stream off and then something will come together and work and that's what's exciting about doing these pictures because it's the, the, I just call them lucky mistakes. Like, I've got an intention in mind, but I don't know what the results are going to look like. And then when you go through them, you just get these kind of little lucky mistakes that just, just like, look amazing.
1: It was amazing, the shoot... Um In Loch Lomond as well, because the bride got in the lock. She did. She'd seen one of our photos from a wedding that we did in Norway, wasn't it? Where there was this beautiful black and white photo of a bride kind of with her hand draping behind her, walking into the water, and she wanted to try and recreate that, didn't she? she? she I was so impressed. I I cannot believe our couples.
0: (laughs) She was hardcore, this bride. I mean, I did have to explain to her. That was, um, that shot I did was on like, the hottest day ever recorded in Norway. And the lake in Norway was 24 degrees, uh, but she was still like, well, I just, I think it's absolutely beautiful and I want to try and recreate it uh, in, uh, in in October in Scotland.
1: Kudos. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, fair play to her. She did a great job and like, um, the pictures look really great uh, from what I've seen from the back of my camera, but yeah, well happy with that. Uh, but yeah, going back to the Indian wedding, so Pete was chilling out for the first day. I did some henna, and then we both attended the first night, which was uh, the paella night, which is kind of quite a common thing at Castelden Porta. They do, like, a sort of welcome uh, paella thing. But with this being a, an Indian wedding, uh, there's always going to be little hidden surprises. So they had, like... Um, uh, a lady that came in and did some flamenco and then all the guests that are getting up and doing flamenco as well There were like a load of speeches after that as well so got some great content from that first night and then the second day they did something called um a, ha- a haldi which is,
1: is that where they're throwing powder and things yeah
0: and this is the cool thing about hindu weddings they have no hindu wedding is ever the same so i've done lots of them and each wedding that i do there'll be like different element that hasn't been seen before. So this is something called a Haldi, which I've never heard of. And basically the bride and groom sit there and they get um, friends and family come up and anoint them in um, turmeric powder. So
1: that seems dangerous.
0: Turmeric? Are you sure it's turmeric? Yeah, turmeric.
1: Turmeric stains really badly. Yeah,
0: well, it's turmeric paste. So there's some sort of ceremonial stuff first. And then people start to come up and they grab, they have like these kind of like bundles of grass, dip it in the paste and various different spices and then start rubbing it on the bride and groom's cheeks and rubbing it in. And it's supposed to kind of cleanse their skin, cleanse their soul.
1: But it didn't stain their skin?
0: No. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So it's supposed to kind of signify like the cleansing of the soul or something like that. I mean, I don't know. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. I love all
1: that kind of, I love that though. Yeah.
0: And then it like, Yeah, so it's got like ancient traditions in this cleansing process. But it it turned into almost like it turned into like almost like abuse of the bride and groom because (laughs) it starts off quite kind of serious and formal and then people start getting carried away and like all of a sudden like these big like super water pistols come out and then people are in the background like firing at the bride and groom from distance with these water pistols. People are walking up to the bride and groom pouring full pints of beer over their heads. Orange juice over oh there. Oh my
1: it's god. Tomato
0: ketchup in the hair. I'm thinking, well, this has gone beyond anointing the bride and groom. This is the <laughs> of the bride and groom. <laughs> but this is why I love doing these types of weddings because they've got these little hidden elements in them, hidden surprises. And looking at some of the pictures that we got from this from this uh, this is, wasn't even the ceremony. They just looked like absolutely bonkers. And um yeah, just to be able to kind of come away with <clears throat> like new content that I've not done before is just yeah. Yeah, I'm so glad
1: you had a good wedding because I know that it was absolutely exhausting, wasn't it? It was really, really long yeah. days. <clears throat> it um, was. Yeah, It was. tiring tough. stuff.
0: Yeah, then the next day, and I don't want to take up the podcast with the Indian wedding, but there's so much to talk about with it. The next day, they had something called a oh, a barat, which again is something that I've not heard of. It's similar to um, stuff I've done in the past when it's been called a jhan, but it's basically the procession of the groom to the mandap. They so, yeah, have the drums
1: and things like yeah, that. Yeah, so
0: there's a guy there with drums and then all the guests, usually sometimes it's been just the men, but this time it was the men and the women, not the bride, heading towards the mandap. Uh, and there's like lots of singing, lots of dancing. There was a guy there with a massive speaker banging out some like, like fat based Hollywood music. The groom, Rahul, had hired in like a 600 horsepower Ferrari. So he sat there in the Ferrari revving it up like the the tunes are banging out. Everyone's passing around bottles of vodka. (laughs) So everyone was basically a bit tipsy before the start of the ceremony. And this went on for one hour. It was one hour of loud music, 600 horsepower revs and uh, alcohol. This is all before the ceremony. I mean, it's just like the perfect wedding, really, isn't it? (laughs)
1: it sounds good
0: yeah and then they had the ceremony and London was like the big party in the evening which um, went on till about and uh, I don't know, like sort of four o'clock in the morning, but Pete and I finished at about half past
1: two. And then you had to fly <clears> back <throat> early the next day, didn't you? In yeah. order to come and rescue me from hospital. We
0: got like a few hours kip and then we were back on the plane. Oh no,
1: you weren't yeah. rescuing me from hospital. You were picking Betty up from school. You were rescuing me That's from right. hospital the next day. Yeah.
0: So we got back and then I got you from hospital. And then what's happened in our lives since since then?
1: So you picked me up from hospital on the Thursday. I was kept in a bit later than I was supposed to be because I had low blood pressure. Standard may always have to be a bit traumatic about things. Um, so they wouldn't let me out until that kind of stabilised. Yeah. So you were around for the whole weekend, I think. You were around Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday my mm. mum came up, my oh, mum yeah, and yeah. stepdad came up. Yeah. And then Monday, you had a wedding in Cheltenham.
0: Oh, yeah, more driving. So you, yeah.
1: instead of going <coughs> the night before, you decided, because it didn't start until two o'clock in the afternoon, that you mm. were going to drive down that morning. You were a bit worried, weren't you, about, like, traffic. So you set off <coughs> super, super, super yeah. early. Yeah,
0: nothing to worry about. I got there, like, three hours before. I
1: knew you were. <laughs> I knew it.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that was, like, yeah the wedding in Cheltenham, which was nice. It was only four hours, and um I think... I think Pete um, was there recently too, because I, I, I sometimes just rock up at venues, and I don't really kind of pay attention too much to like, the actual names of these venues. Where said, was it? It was Stone Barn. Oh,
1: hold on. Maud's just having a little sip of water, if you can hear.
0: Oh, there we go. I mean, like our podcast wouldn't be the same without <laughs> Maud in the background, would it? You don't, know yeah. I mate. Mean? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I didn't, I'd seen the name of this venue on the pre-wedding questionnaire, but it hadn't registered um, to me, because i have not been there before, like... Where it was and um, yeah, it's like it's actually like a really popular venue in the Cotswolds. It was Crips
1: Stone Barn, wasn't
0: it? No, it's the same company as them.
1: Oh, so it's like I it's, thought that's where you were.
0: No, that's what I I thought I was going there, but it, that Crips is down the road, and this one is owned by the same people, but it's bigger, so it's called Stone Barn,
1: ah. and it's it
0: stunning, like really beautiful. And, Stone barn. Gotta love a barn wedding. (laughs) Surrounded by like rolling Cotswold countryside, and you get all that kind of Cotswold, Cotswold Cotswoldy stone, Cotswold stone. What's it called? What's the stoning? Cotswold stone. Cotswold stone. (laughs) Cotswold stone walls. You know, and then like a lot of the paths are kind of like they've got that kind of light sort of chalky colour to them too. So it's a beautiful part of. Yeah, it is. I love the Cotswolds. Yeah, we don't do loads of weddings in that area, so we're going to the Cotswolds for
1: my fortieth now. Excellent. i just booked going to Soho Farmhouse for three nights, four days. I
0: mean, yeah, beautiful part of the world. And yeah, lovely wedding, four hours. Um, And then I shot back home, didn't I? Um, Slept. And then the next day, I had to get in the car again, didn't I? And where did I go? I went
1: to to, um,
0: Glencoe. Glencoe, All the way up to Glencoe. How long did it take you? It took me... um, like about five and a half hours to get there. Um, And it's a nice drive, you know, like uh, uh, going north from where we are.
1: It's pleasant, isn't it? The roads aren't horrendous. Yeah,
0: because as you're going further north, the roads get more quiet. There's less like traffic. The scenery starts to get more impressive. And you just start to feel like your soul starts to get more and more calm as you're going north, whereas going south from where we are,
1: Stressful. I do that it? a
0: lot. I'm a different photographer um, when I'm in Scotland because like it just feels like a much more calm environment, and yeah, my landscape past then comes back into play. Whereas when I'm in London, I'm a bit, bit, bit more frenetic, a bit, bit more erratic, just because it's like it's about oh my god, there's lots of people, there's energy, busy. yeah, the
1: energies are different, so, aren't they?
0: I love both environments, and I, and I love like the resulting images from both areas. It's just a different type of. Yeah, it suits your
1: character brilliantly having the split that we do have in in our weddings that you've got some kind of really chilled out landscape vibes, but then you've got more kind of dynamic street photography kind of inspired. And it's
0: similar as well, actually, like landscape and shooting in cities, because landscape to me is, um, you know, a good landscape image is one that makes sense of. Um, like multiple different shapes in the landscapes so when you're looking at a scene if you just like point a camera at it and it's your eyes drawn to lots of different parts of that scene that's not an image that's working but if you can find a way of constructing it so it's got a simplicity about it so when you your eyes looking at it it's like a couple maybe one focal point in there rather than numerous then that's a successful image in the same So what thing kind for,
1: of image would work for you and what would be a no
0: So, for example, if I had a, like, my couple uh, and they were, let's say I just plonked them in a scene and in that scene there were, like, bright elements within it from, like, the sky or, like, different parts of the landscape where your eyes kind of dancing around and it doesn't know where to look, then that, to me, isn't going to work. But if I had my couple on, say, like, um, they were stood on like a hill so they were isolated against the sky and then there's like a leading line leading towards them like a wall or something and then maybe just like two sort of like hills either side so it's got this kind of simplicity about it and your eye is drawn to it, and it's quite them.
1: compositional it's as quite well compositional. even though it's yeah. simple
0: it's quite hard to explain and this is no, like I get it. how my brain works is um, it just needs to be simple so like the, the landscape is chaotic not Try too busy a simplicity in it and mm-hmm. it's the same with like the city as well if you're shooting in uh, London, you've got all these different shapes and lines. If I was just being lazy and popping a couple somewhere where the, in the background there's like, oh, buildings here there and everywhere, people here there and everywhere, like to me, that doesn't work to my eye. Whereas if I can just find like maybe two or three simple shapes and pop my couple within that, that then will work, works to my I have been eye.
1: loving the edits from the London shoots recently, loving them. Honestly, you've absolutely nailed them. Thanks, Bumble. Bum, Such Bum. good photos. Thank you.
0: Yeah, and like you know, it's not that I wouldn't say like the way I shoot is the right way. It just works for my personality. When I look at my pictures, I get joy out of them because it kind of suits. Well, that's suits why my photography eye.
1: is so amazing because it's totally subjective and it's yeah. about your kind of character as well, isn't it?
0: Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, Glenco, um, six hours portrait you. It sounds like a lot, but it's not because it's. You a huge... were a bit worried
1: about the time, weren't you? About that length of time. And when you messaged me that morning, you sent me a video. And the rain was bouncing off the floor. It was. It was not good weather to start no. off with. Did it clear up?
0: It did, yeah. We started the shoot in the rain with umbrellas and then it cleared up. Um, but it's Scotland, isn't it? It's Scotland in October. It's Glencoe in October. Um, so.
1: What were the colours like up there? Because I imagine like purpley heathers and like autumnal um, colours. Or was it just quite...
0: It was quite autumnal colours. There was no purple heather. Uh, And I've never shot on Glencoe before. I've been to Skye a few times. No, no, no. I've driven through it, but I've never shot there before. So it was like it was new to me, and I just I couldn't get my head around how vast it is. And it's always the way when we go to Scotland is getting your head around the size of the place.
1: You've always wanted Um, to go to Rannoch Moor. Is that Glencoe? uh, (laughs)
0: Mm. I don't know. I think so.
1: Somebody Scottish, help us. Yeah,
0: (laughs) I think you drive over Rannoch Moor to get to Glencoe. And I've done that a few times, driven through Rannick Moor, thinking, what is this, a magical place? And I've realised it's been Rannock Moor. But yeah, this is this, this kind of outer worldy, oldy worldy as well, like vibe about Scotland, whereas like you don't get that when you're in the Lake District. Um, it just kind of feels like there's a lot of people in the Lake District. Wherever you look, you can see like elements of man, like stone walls or agriculture. Do you think
1: it, maybe that's because it's more touristy? Um, I don't know. I think and it's maybe, maybe smaller, smaller in comparison, so you think everybody's more...
0: Yeah, more people, I guess, and it's smaller, whereas, like, the wilds of Scotland are basically still the wilds. Like, you, you just look out of these like this scenery, and it could be like that two million years ago. I
1: think in a past life, you might have lived in Scotland or been Scottish. Got a feeling maybe yeah but yeah you can just go kind of, you've got like, a I real affinity with it I haven't
0: do. you i just like when i'm walking when i'm in scotland like i've just got like constant like brave hearts uh, bagpipes in my head <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> meh, meh. it's like yeah i, just feel I like... would love
1: to live in your head for a day <laughs> honestly what would the life of liam crawley be like in your brain <laughs> yeah i
0: just find it just absolutely like it's just so good for the soul and yeah i just feel like and like calm when i'm in that kind of and that's why I started doing landscape photography, just because that's how it makes me feel. Being yeah. There. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, six hours. And then yeah. you went to
1: Glasgow the day after, didn't you, for yeah, a I micro feel,
0: wedding? I feel I just need to big up, actually, um, a, a, an amazing photographer who has helped me on a couple Neil. of occasions. Neil. Thomas Douglas. I don't know if he listens to our podcast, but many of you who listen will know him. Like, he's a very, very well-known Scottish elopement photographer. Um, and, yeah, whenever you're going to places you've not been to before. You know, we've got a fantastic community. Reach out to people who you know, who've got some experience in these areas because... You reached out to
1: Neil, didn't you? And he was super, yeah, super was, kind and helpful.
0: As, as he was last we time. We are so
1: thankful.
0: And Because otherwise I'll be just going into it blind. Um... Which would have worked as well, but...
1: You know what was amazing? I noticed in Photography Farmer's group, he had put a photo up... He did, I know. ...that was you (laughs) in the distance in Glencoe, you and your couple, and I was like, I recognise that back anywhere. I
0: know, well, yeah, chatting to Neil, like, he was actually in Glencoe himself on that day doing... I think he was doing a... there was a ceremony happening somewhere. And so he told me what time his ceremony, was it was in a place called Loughan. So he said, yeah, make sure you're not there at this time, Liam, because I'm, I'm doing a, a ceremony there. So Glencoe, you know, massive place. And like, I didn't notice this, but like, yeah, he t- he made, he'd spotted me and he'd taken a picture. And sent it to me saying, "Is this you?" <laughs> and yeah, he was obviously on a hillside somewhere. He zoomed in. Imagine and, and
1: that in the entire of Glencoe, the pair of you, yeah,
0: within so you photographing
1: go. distance of each yeah, other.
0: Yeah. But like, there's lots of like, you know, I've never heard of something called the 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 wee house, the wee house. Okay, little tiny white house. Uh, in the middle of nowhere, very picturesque, um, great spot. Then he told me about this hotel called oh, what's it called? There's like a hotel in the middle of nowhere too, but like there's a there's a stag there called.
1: It's the hotel Fred. that I that I sent you the link for, isn't it? I was like, oh, you should stay here. I can't remember what it was called. Yeah,
0: oh, it'll come back to you. But anyway, he, he said, "Yeah, go here because like you'll be able to get shots of Fred the stag." I'm like, "There's a there's an actual stag called the King's
1: Fred. House Hotel." The King's
0: House, that's right. So, yeah, apparently this this stag. Did Fred, you find the stag? We did. <gasps> we did. But um, yeah, he sent me some information saying, "Liam, uh, don't bow your head to to Fred because <laughs> cause it's rutting season." <laughs> In brackets, shagging. Ah! <laughs> it's like, okay, well, what will happen if I do that? Well, he'll, char- he'll probably try to charge. And so if that happens, just run and hide behind your cars. <laughs> okay, this is really informa- good information to Top have. Tip. And so on the, I told this information to uh, the, the, the couple. And then the, the couple brought their uh, one of their best friends, who's a makeup artist. She was bonkers, but I loved her. She was called Francesca. Such a cool person to have around. And she's wandering over to Fred with an apple going, here you go, Fred, here you go. And you can hear this guy in the background going, whoa, whoa, it's a wild animal. So she's trying to pass this apple to Fred. Fred bows his head. I'm like, oh, my uh, God. And run. then gives her a little poke on the chest as a little warning. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah. Please
1: don't kill anybody on a shoot, Liam. That would be really, yeah. really horrendous.
0: But, yeah, it was a, it was a great day. I enjoyed it. A bit of rain, um, moody skies, um, whapped out the flash again for a couple of shots, which I don't usually do, but I think it looks kind of cool, actually, where using a little tiny pop of flash in the landscape where you can just, like, super underexpose the image and then just, like, bring in a little tiny pop of flash. Oh, have you
1: tried out your new flash things yet that you bought?
0: No, nope. no, they're sat behind us here, aren't they? So that'll be, uh, I'll get them out at the, the next wedding, yeah. These fancy new On video Sunday? lights.
1: Yeah. Hmm, Intriguing.
0: Yeah. They all got it running. So yeah, and then the next day after that, it was um, the same couple um, in Glasgow and they had like, they bought me for three hours just to kind of cover their small intimate ceremony. We did some portraits on the street and then we had a bit of pizza and then I drove back last night and here I am now.
1: You're back for a couple of days, aren't you? You're going to do, we're going to go to a crystal shop later with Betty. You're going to do pumpkin carving.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we well basically just need to do some family stuff. Because yeah. seeing Betty's poor little face when I had to leave for Scotland, you know, she didn't know I was going and she was like... She's
1: not been a happy chappy no. recently, has she? Because it's only been one of us around, really, for the last five, six weeks.
0: It has, yeah.
1: So she's just like, all I want, Mummy, is for, to have two parents. Just two parents here all the time.
0: Yeah, and I think she's looking forward to doing, like, Halloween stuff because that's coming around... Um, soon isn't it and,
1: and it's her birthday next week she's going to be nine years old what is happening yeah that crazy, does not seem possible
0: no it doesn't does it no How does time go? but yeah so that's basically what we've been up to I'm feeling pretty um, broken though after all the travel like yeah I'm not surprised it's, uh, it's taking its toll on me so I'm looking forward to a couple of days of, uh, of chill time with you guys
1: um, me too are you looking mm. forward to the new uh, Instagram update
0: yeah, I saw something about this um, on. So
1: all uh, of our grids are going to be Facebook. rectangular now, rather Talk than us square. So you know
0: a bit more about Instagram than I do. So what what what's the, what are the changes that? Are
1: well, no, out? it's just that that we're going to have rectangular portrait rectangular images rather than the square ones on our grid. So but it's why? going to be the, really why? good for portrait photographers and. Right. But documentary photographers why might they struggle a bit more. Who knows? Well, I know I know why because videos.
0: Videos, right? Yeah. Okay, and that's that. That's the same with TikTok as well, isn't it? So people get sort of getting involved in TikTok now. Yeah. Pretty much um, useless for still photography unless you're creating these real things, yeah. which have to be important. Or that you
1: shoot, or if you shoot in portrait more, then you're absolutely fine. Mm. But I mean, we're going to end up losing a lot of the image that gives us context for storytelling, and people
0: yeah.
1: who who are documentary image tellers mainly shoot landscape, don't they?
0: They do. They do. And so I think, there, although there is a trend now of like more people shooting in portrait, because well, mainly because people are looking at, a lot of people are looking at their photos on devices, aren't they? So people do shoot that way to to please the people. I've definitely been posting on more on
1: Instagram in a portrait, vertical form Mm. Mm. than because you shoot primarily in landscape as well I mean you shoot a lot more nowadays in portrait than you used to I
0: do a couple like you know people like holding hands walking towards the camera you know I'll do a couple like that I don't I don't really it doesn't feel right if I turn my camera in portrait mode it doesn't feel right but I'll cover a few shots like that just to kind of
1: I crop a lot of your landscape images to be a portrait version as well. You do,
0: you do, yeah. It just feels weird to me to turn the camera that way. I, I just I, think,
1: I to... like, especially from a couple's perspective, for couple portraits, um, like, I'd like to have one as my screensaver, and if it's a landscape photo, I can't, so I, yeah. I, I'll i always do a portrait version of, like, my yes. hero images so yeah. that they can have it as their screensaver as well.
0: Yeah, I have been doing more of it, um, like I said, don't enjoy it. It doesn't feel right to me. (laughs) Coming from a landscape background, I've always shot um, landscape. And it just, yeah, it just looks better to me. (laughs) An image um, of a scene um, shot in landscape, you know, capturing more of the scene rather than, yeah, like confetti shots in portrait. I just never, I can't get my head around that. It just doesn't look right to me. You know, you've got all the people on the left and right. The energy of of that particular moment shot in portrait just, just doesn't think, work so, so you can't
1: really see what the people on the left and right are doing the focus is on the bride and groom in the middle so maybe if it's a portrait image the focus is just on the people in the middle
0: Fair naturally enough. yeah okay
1: no i yeah. don't know <laughs> it's hard keeping up with all these instagram changes isn't it i'm glad that instagram isn't our like sole and only source of like marketing yeah. source
0: yeah i think um yeah with instagram um We've kind of we we do use it, but we don't take it too seriously as a as a means to get inquiries. Um, like for us, it's always been like referrals from venues and other photographers, and also mainly SEO, and that's where we get most of our stuff from. And then we we do use Instagram. We have used Facebook in the past as well, but obviously like Facebook now for for business is not really a thing, is it? I mean, some people no. still use, some some people still use it, and like yeah, I just kind of feel like social media. Um, it's a bit like the changes that happen with it are a bit erratic sometimes, aren't they? And out of the blue, and can sort of they can change overnight. And you know what you've gone from like getting all these inquiries via Instagram and lots of engagement, and that can sort of drop off quite quickly. Can't I, I
1: agree with you, but at the same time, I personally think that it's really important to to have all these it is. these streams of inquiries. Don't be like, well, Instagram's too erratic. I'm not doing it.
0: No, of like, course do not. do you agree? I agree, but I wouldn't rely too heavily on it as, like, your main source of inquiry. Yeah. Like, this is just my, my opinion on it, because... No, I
1: think that's fair enough. And to
0: Facebook. You know, like there was a time when Facebook was, was really useful, wasn't it, for... Yeah. ...for business and inquiries, and now people don't use it. People have moved on to Instagram, and, and then could, you know... There are frequent changes to the algorithm on Instagram, and um, look at what's just happened now with this change as well. Will there be more in the future and you know if you've just put too much of your time and effort in in instagram and you've neglected other areas would you find you know you're, you're falling short then of inquiries in the future that's just that's just kind of my view on it yeah i think to me like you know google's always been a, a reliable constant and like they do tweak their algorithm from time to time but the changes aren't that dramatic so it's always kind of there as a constant uh, reliable source if you get it right
1: you're a delightful little seo geek though aren't you
0: You know what? Like, I've never really like considered myself an SEO geek. I don't teach SEO. You know
1: so much about SEO, Liam. It's unreal. But I
0: do know quite a lot about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to think I do because the things that I have done to our website do seem to work because we've got like so many pages that rank really well, and that's just all down to basically this well-written content backlinks and then lots of internal linking as well and just getting like your tags right and that's all i've done and yeah it's just been a very long process as well but the work that i put in over the years really does pay off now because like for the past few days for example we've just got like a, nearly like 15 inquiries we in have our. had a
1: mental amount of inquiries i can't believe how many inquiries we've had in the last few days yeah. it was like you went away and like the inquiry gods were like i know Liam's in Glencoe, he can't answer yeah. any emails. It's
0: always the way, isn't it, when I'm away? <laughs> yeah. Always. But if you look at the inquiries that came through, like, there's weddings for Cheshire, there's weddings for... There were loads of Lake District Lake ones. District, there's Destination, there's, like... Jewish, Jewish weddings. And this is all down to uh, me creating, like, pages for these areas. So, like, I've got a page for Cheshire, like, Jewish weddings, I've got Destination, and... Yeah, like all these so having pages. Having your fingers
1: in lots of pies having your fingers again, in isn't lots it? Of
0: pies, yeah, and then like having venues that recommend you too. Like so, Castell Porter, they recommend us, and they they uh, we're like one of maybe like five photographers who are recommended there, and places like Heat House Farm, they recommend us too. We've got lots of venues that recommend us. So our inquiries come through these venues SEO. Um, past Bride and grooms, and a little bit from Instagram. So that's, that's to me is really important. Um, Instagram to me will never be our our main focus. It's just something that's ticking away in the background, and it's. But useful that we now. do,
1: and we do religiously. Like it's not just a, an additional add-on. We're mm. always posting photos. We post we stories as regularly as we can. Yeah. It's not like a.
0: Yeah, but if Instagram, like you know, cocked up overnight and it was no. It wouldn't be the it end. Wouldn't end be, of, no. It wouldn't be. I wouldn't be bothered.
1: No. You know, we were talking about culling earlier and the mental 29,000 image cull. Yeah. You know what I saw today?
0: Imagine
1: AI are bringing out culling. So for those of you who don't know, Imagine AI is like an AI editing piece of software. And we use it and absolutely love it. But they contacted us last week, was it? Yeah. To have, like, a chat about doing some kind of collaboration with them, which sounds very mysterious.
0: It's quite exciting as it well, isn't it? It is not it
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm. So we're talking to them on Wednesday, but I'm intrigued to know what they're going to say. Because if they're going to ask us to look at the culling software...
0: Yeah. Ooh. We'll wait and see, eh? I mean, that does sound like an absolute... I can't get my head around how something it's, like that can work. Yeah.
1: I, I mean, think I'd find it really hard to pass over the trust of the cull. I think it would take me a long time to to trust in the process that they weren't getting rid of things that were no. really good. And I'd have to still look through everything again. I think you to gonna, double check.
0: You, I think we need, you need to kind of go into this with an open mind as well. And, and, um, and like, you know, magical things can happen with this type of thing. Cause like, I don't know if anyone's ever heard of, um, something called Jasper before, but I have dabbled in, in this software and it's basically, it's AI writing, um, like content
1: writing. Yeah, it's
0: content. Yeah, it's like it's like a sort of writing assistant. But if you wanted to, and I don't advise this, but you could get it to write a whole article um, without any input from yourself. And like this is, it's still a bit of a grey area, uh, particularly in, in the eyes of Google, because in, in a way, it's kind of it's cheating a little bit. And um, uh, some SEO companies are saying that you know, in, in the future, there's a way that Google might be able to find. Uh, AI written content and penalise you for that. Uh, But it's there at the moment and I have used it.
1: I mean to drop in bits and bobs I think that's a really good idea. It
0: is, yeah. And it's got a plagiarism checker on it as well. So you run that through it. It's all unique content and so it's just a nice little uh, handy addition. And the way it does it is just magic. There's something called document creator on it where, for example, you could say um, sorry, it's got a paragraph creator on it. So you could say Write me a paragraph about elopements in...
1: The Lake District. The late
0: District. Uh, and then you'll add some keywords to it. Hit enter, and it will give you a paragraph of up to 100 words uh, of unique content about um, elopements in the Lake District.
1: <laughs> it is and jazzy just... and smart, and um, I will say yeah. that I was quite impressed with it when you were showing it to it's me. It's very
0: cool. I just think it, it has a place. Don't rely on it too heavily, but as a little tiny sort of you know, addition to your article writing, it just keeps it flowing and yeah, and I I was just blown away by the technology and how clever it was, and if that's possible then yeah, let's just see what happens. I mean
1: AI is getting uh... so good now because I tested out, I think it was called, is it Aftershoot, maybe, last year, that is an AI colour and it just wouldn't work for me. Couldn't get on with it. Mm. Just for me wasn't wasn't working. Yeah. But oh it I would know. be life changing because the thing is with these new cameras your image capture has doubled which means that my cull time has doubled mm-hmm. and i and I, i'm not upset about it because the photos are great but yeah. it does mean that also the image output for a wedding is naturally higher as well yeah so it just means that all of my editing times are drawn out yeah lengthened yeah so anything that's going to help me I am open to. Totally.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were one of the first people to get onto uh, using it as um, a tool to help the editing process. Yeah. So, yeah, let's see what they can do. Looking forward to it. Um,
1: Yeah. What what else have you been doing? You, in between all of your travelling... Mm-hmm. were sorting out prints and things, weren't you? You were driving to Manchester to pick up prints and then driving to
0: Preston oh, to drop yeah. off prints. What was yeah, that Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, well, we're, coming into, we're coming into like awards award season. Award season, aren't we? So we, we've got um, the wedding industry awards coming up. Oh, so we'll we need be, to do
1: all the judging on that. We'll be
0: finishing our judging um, this weekend. So we're looking forward to that. Um, but because we're judges now in this competition, um, I still like to enter competitions i mean we've won lots of awards over the years i like it it's nice it's nice uh, so you say of...
1: you're not competitive but this <laughs> is a sort of perfect example of your competitive. well yeah maybe this you a, love this winning a
0: i do it just feels nice to win <laughs> an award and, and yeah without going into it well, i'll be i'll be honest yeah it's just it makes me feel good to achieve um accolades do you think we'll
1: win this? i don't think we'll win this year
0: so yeah we've entered the bipp um uh, national. So last year we won the BIPP national, so we've, we've gone for it again, we've got like six images shortlisted and it's um, in my view, uh, having sort of been in the industry for a long time and entered pretty much every award there is out there to enter, the the BIPP and their criteria is probably the most strict, but in my view it's like one of the it's, the, it's the hardest one to win because they do look like in mega depth at the technical aspect of the image making so if there's any highlights whatsoever that are blown it's a no um any dropped focus like that sort of thing uh, composition is really important the print quality because it's, it's you have to enter a, a mounted print so they look at how the the image is printed how it's presented in the mount uh, all these things so which in the past has been like i just found it to be an absolute ball like because it, yeah why should you be judged on like how an image is presented but that's just the way they do it and so to to um to achieve something through the BIPP like means a lot and so yeah to get that award last year it just felt like super special didn't it um so yeah that's what we're doing again this year so fingers crossed on that one
1: you're looking forward to the uh judging this weekend I am my yeah. goodness some
0: of those regions have got so many people in yeah, oh. I always look forward to to judging. Yeah, it's a it's a big responsibility. Isn't it is it? a big
1: responsibility, to, but I'm looking forward to I'm it. I'm looking
0: forward to it as well. Yeah, um, but yeah, what what sort of things are we going to be looking for? Do you think? Can we, in, well, in, I think Pete opinion? and Laura
1: covered most of it last
0: week. Okay.
1: Um. Yeah. So I don't think I just and, want to be
0: excited by by imaginative ideas that are that are different. That to me is is the go to. If someone's thought differently and they have put pictures forward that are unique. And imaginative and different that's what i'm after, so yeah,
1: well, we'll have our battles over the weekend we'll have our little scoring <laughs> point system to figure out yeah what's going on, but yeah, should we move on to our highs and lows
0: we should, yeah, so that's that yeah, thanks for listening to us uh, waffle on for nearly an hour uh but yeah what's uh I've been scratching my head i mean what's what, I I mean
1: i've had I've had lots of, well, I'll say I've, I've had lots of highs. I've managed to get a real dent on my TV viewing mm-hmm. in the last week or so because I had to just have a couple of days off fully when I was recovering. And also when I was in hospital, mm-hmm. um, I w- went in at 7 o'clock in the morning, but then I didn't go down for surgery until 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So I managed to watch a whole TV series then. So I'm trying to think of the good ones that um, that... I could recommend to people so definitely there is Cleo, which is on Netflix which is like a kind of German Killing Eve set in the 1980s mm-hmm. but that's very good subtitled so you wouldn't like it but <laughs> <laughs> and then another one is The Bear on Disney which is like this crazy frenetic chef in a kitchen um, that's quite stressful viewing but is really good. And also they're quite short episodes. They're only 28-minute episodes. So very easy to binge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last one, let's have a look. Karen Peary. That was it. Karen Peary. It's this ITV kind of Whodunit, St Andrews-based murder mystery. Um, yeah, a 25-year-old kind of cold case whodunit. Three so cool. uh, three episodes. Two hours each, so it is a bit of a commitment, yeah. but definitely worth it. Good one. So I've enjoyed that. That's been good to get some TV viewing. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it has been boob related. I mean, one of the absolute highlights of my week uh, in a pure comedic moment was you having to blow dry my boobs after I had a shower.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was a massive high of my week as well, Bumble. <laughs> oh, the things you have to do, eh?
1: I mean, you're such a good husband. Thank you for Thank drying you. my boobs my for pleasure. me. My
0: pleasure,
1: yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just happy that they're looking super duper perky and, yeah. t- and small and beautiful. It's good, So Take yeah, a bit that's, of time that's, for... that's the high of my week, my boobs.
0: Beautiful high.
1: The low of my week is um, sleep. Oh dear God. Mm. So I have to, well, I, had to, I don't now, but I had to sleep upright for the first week my God, that is so unnatural. Yeah. My brain is constantly just like, well, this feels weird. I don't want to go to sleep. This feels very unnatural. Don't, I can't go to sleep like this. Mm-hmm. Um. So sleep's been elusive. Um. And of course, you very well, like, I can't roll over. It's, yeah. Yeah, it sucks. One night, I was just awake the entire night. I, I just got up at about two o'clock in the morning and decided to edit.
0: Yeah. No, I do feel for you because yeah, like who can sleep on their back for like days on end? It's just not natural, is it? So, yeah, you'll be back soon, fighting fit.
1: Hopefully, yeah. really need to get my sleep sorted. Um, what are your highs and lows?
0: My highs and lows. A high. I don't, do you know what? I don't know. I'm trying to think like of a time where do you know what? It was it was it was it was, it was interesting actually finding out recently why I've had like all these back issues. Um, since I was like a kid. And it's, it's down to... Um, and it's weird that this was never diagnosed, though. I saw someone recently and they've said, well, yeah, you basically got one leg longer than the other. And I was like, what How are you long? talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, my left leg is one centimetre longer than my right leg. And because it's been like that all my life, what's happened is my um, pelvis has been tilted... But it's then tilted by uh, another centimeter. It's tilted by two centimeters because the muscles have compensated as well. So I've got this kind of tilted hip that I've had all my life, and that's basically the reason why I got discharged from the air uh, the forces, and it's been sort of with you me. You
1: didn't know Liam was in the Marines. He doesn't well, mention he, it
0: very well, often. yeah, a, a small, a small, <laughs> a small little stint in the Marines, and I was discharged from. From that, because of this this issue, and yeah, do you know what? In a way, though, it, it it could have been a blessing because I came out just before things kind of got crazy in Afghanistan. Afghanistan. So, you know, in a way, I see it as like a bit of a blessing.
1: Yeah, uh, I agree.
0: Um, so yeah, at my high is I've just ordered some specially made orthotics sexy <laughs> that I put inside my shoes, and that levels out my hip.
1: Oh my god!
0: Yeah. So that's that one. And then my low, probably um, yesterday morning, I was in the Ibis Hotel in Glasgow. Um, Glasgow! I wasn't due to start shooting until 1.30, so I'd, I'd had a, uh, an extensive lie-in. I'd had some nice breakfast, I'd watched the news, and I thought, right, I'll have a shower. So, jumped in the shower. Walking out of the shower in my hotel room at 11.30, I'm butt naked and I'm basically drying myself. You know, like our blokes sometimes dry themselves with the towel, like a cheese wire. So I've got it wrapped around my back, you know, like rubbing it up and down as, you, as we do. That blokes.
1: does not sound like you should be doing that. There is going to be some damage caused.
0: So I'm there cheese wiring away, butt naked. And the chambermaid comes straight in. Like, she didn't knock, she just <laughs> came straight in, and it was the most Scottish reaction I've ever heard. It was like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Slamming the door, and I'm stood there thinking, like, I was mortified. But then after that... That
1: would started, be my high of the week. I was, after
0: that, I started laughing, and it made me, like, laugh so much. You're, like, It probably could be the high of the week, the week as well. So, yeah, initially mortified, and then I just thought he was hilarious as well, so... There you go. That's. uh,
1: Who doesn't like a bit of naked exposure? I mean, come on.
0: I mean, I don't know what happened to her after that. She must have just ran away and like hidden (laughs) a cupboard or something. And yeah.
1: Well, what a week it's been, eh? I am so looking forward to next week. All of us are going to be back on the podcast. Fingers crossed. Don't let anything happen. Yeah. Um, so it's gonna be normal service restored as of next week. All four of us will be back in action, hopefully, hopefully after a morning walk as well. That's yeah, good. Yeah, we've
0: not done that for a while, so yeah, brilliant. Thanks so much for uh for we lending us your, to, yeah. your ears, guys. And uh have we a need great to go day. to the
1: crystal shop very urgent. We do.
0: Betty needs crystals and pumpkins and we need nice lunch. Super so important. Let's go and do that. Well,
1: oh, thanks so much for listening. Bye bye. See you guys.
0: Bye, bye.